0: Hello oh, and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and I am surrounded by newcomers, oldcomers, and visitors to the realm of the Boomstick. And listen, before we get into the introductions, uh, we do have to say a sad farewell To Mr. Joanna Dark, who unfortunately had to leave the show. Folks, uh, it's not because, you know, obviously we're having issues. No, he's a great dude. He brought a great energy. Unfortunately, his work schedule has changed. And he's not going to be able to make the show. And obviously I can't move the show from 12 because obviously it works with the schedule. So uh, he will eventually guest when he can um but of course you know we still want to wish him a tremendous amount of luck on the two 100%. podcasts that he's on uh, Xbox International and the Nickel Game Show so definitely still go check those two podcasts out and obviously when he can he will in turn visit us but we have to welcome back someone that I'm so excited that is here that's going to be here each and every week N64 Josh making his return to the seat that was just made vacant hey Josh first of all brother you are our halo professional if you will it's <laughs> great to have you here welcome brother how you feeling
1: yo I am so so glad to be back and it sounds like I have some awfully big shoes to fill so uh, hopefully Hopefully, I can do okay. But uh, oh, I think you're going to
0: yeah. do just fine, brother. The only reason why you left the last show is because I dissolved the, the second Xbox Factor podcast. Actually, believe it or not, back in the days, I don't want to say health reasons because I wasn't uh, over. I, you know, I wasn't sick, but the 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 four podcasts, you know, two hour podcast was 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 a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I had to True. kind of step it back, and I and I did come back with the one hour show, but it's more more easily um uh digested because it's just one hour it's one person you know we talk about two topics we get in we get out uh but listen josh it's great to have you back uh and of course we got to welcome in my brother who does what uh what used to do for me saturday morning cartoons i used to look forward (laughs) to it well now i look forward to living split screen with pong soul and steel rain each and every sunday a saturday when i'm making breakfast 10 a.m eastern standard time
2: (laughs) steel welcome back brother Hey, Mr. Boomstick XL, the uh, one of the community's icons. I am him, and I am the only <laughs> Steel Rain. I want to thank you for welcoming me back to the show uh again anytime you send that signal out and i got some time i'm definitely about jumping on man um i love chatting it up with you you got some amazing topics here nothing but fire um one thing i do want to say definitely apologize for last night you sent that signal out and i was yeah nah, okay, with some dude. pains, but yeah. <laughs> um everything seems to be going well now so that's great uh hopefully uh we'll have an amazing show today matter of fact i know we will um but other than that Thank you for having me on. Let's get to these fire topics, man. And shout out to the chat. Y'all are already getting to it this morning. hundred so. deep. A hundred deep already, man. This is,
0: I mean, like I said, I'm very fortunate, very blessed to have this kind of audience that tunes in every time. And obviously, Mrs. Moomsic and I are in- incredibly humbled and grateful that you tune in each and every uh, show. Because, you know, listen, I'll, I'll, it's hard to right. get people to tune into one, let alone four, which I do. But we have to welcome in xbox burger uh which he has <laughs> folks we have a, we have breaking news the biggest breaking news of 2022 if you thought the activision blizzard deal was big well you know what microsoft xbox game pass and the makers of bug snacks have one better for you because guess what the PlayStation 5 exclusive that could only run on a PlayStation 5 is now coming to not only Xbox Game Pass, but it's launching on the Nintendo Switch. So yeah. there it is. Mr. So- Snacks himself. Boxenburger. Love the background. <laughs> Welcome,
1: brother. <laughs>
3: What's up everyone? Breaking news. next is coming and I know my good buddy Erwin, Forza Irvin is super excited for this game and in honor for him I have decided to, to bring this background. It is exciting news. Um, we finally get to play next on our Xbox. That means, of course, when my Xbox returns, um, it broke. Well, thankfully, I had to they, so sent it. they sent it. Uh, I,
0: saw, I saw your yeah. tweet, brother. So yeah, that's yeah, cool man. news
3: it's a one-day turnaround um that's incredible the 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 xbox arrived yesterday at the repair center and today i got the email that they already shipped it back so unfortunately i don't know what was wrong with it um but yeah maybe i will find that out um when i get it but yeah i'm excited to get my xbox back and um i'm even more excited that josh is back here on our panel Um, i'm to podcast excited to podcast with you again brother I see Rain, it's always always a blast to be on a show with you and of course it's BJ you know man. I love you. Um, it's an exciting day. can't wait for the show.
0: Yeah yeah me too and and people I know some people are going to be asking where's pong Where's pong? Well first of all Mav is running late in the meeting he'll be here momentarily. pong so what's going on with him? Uh, well you know what unfortunately life is uh, has wreaked uh, its ugly head and he's back in the office. So what he's going to try and do is at least be here twice a month. First show of the month and last show of the month of the heavy heavy times in the office. And uh, he may not be able to make it, but we are going to get him a, at least twice a month. And obviously, you know, you get his opinion on a multitude of shows that he's on. Obviously, we're going to miss him while he's here. You know, he's not here today. But, you know, again, he'll be here when he can because he loves talking Xbox and he loves hanging out with us. So we'll get back. We'll get him back when he can. Um, but listen, the last and no way least, uh, the guy with the biggest brain, the best vocabulary, and the one that breaks it down, that really makes you go, hmm, VJ, what's up, brother? How you feeling?
4: Um, good morning, Boom. Good morning, everyone on the panel and uh, the audience in the chat. Uh, I'm good, Boom. I'm good. And uh, I'm just going to nip off and grab a cup of tea. So Please, went- by all <laughs> means, do not go tea te- te- on
0: my account. <laughs> I would be devastated.
4: <laughs> so I'm going to hand the mic back over to you, Boom.
0: Yes, yes, brother. Well, listen, go get your go get your spot of tea, and uh, hopefully you have a delicious crumpet to go with it. And uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely come back to you. Listen, folks. All jokes aside, it was announced this morning that Bug Snacks, uh, the game that was uh, originally uh, released as a PlayStation Five launch title, I got about an hour, maybe an hour or two into it. Right. I mean, it's it's it's. Is it the worst game? No, it's not the worst game I've ever played. In fact, it's actually uh, you know it it gave me. The Viva Pinata kind of a feel to it, which I wish would come back. I don't understand how that is not a thing in the maybe even in the mobile market. I I, you know Mm -hmm. we know that Xbox has uh, you know made a new edition where they're going to be making games specifically for a cloud. And I think that this would be a great opportunity to bring that particular IP to cloud because, like a lot of the mobile games, it could look really good, but doesn't need a whole bunch of horsepower to run. Um, and so I'm hoping that happens at some point. But let's reel this back in to snacks. It's coming to get Xbox Game Pass, and I and I think that's a monster move. And I, and I say that to say that listen, the game didn't sell like Gangbusters uh, for uh, for Sony. Right. Uh It's a it was a it's a it's a new IP. Uh, it's an IP that some people would dig, but I think you're going to get a lot of eyes on that on in Xbox Game Pass. Again, not the biggest story of the day, but we will spend five minutes talking about it. Let's start first with Steel Rain. Steel Rain. Oh yeah. Uh, again, maybe not, maybe not a game for you, not a game for me, maybe not a game for anybody on this panel, but a game for someone and an Xbox Game Pass. Well, it's going to find an audience because there are 25 million subscribers, potentially more.
2: Right um yeah i mean the thing about buck snacks again we always want to get those varying titles that just offer variety if anything um no again like you said it doesn't have to be at the game for you it doesn't have to be a game for me it doesn't even have to be a game for anybody on this panel um but it is for somebody um i know the one thing that people want more out of xbox um is more kid-friendly games yep um and, I mean, to Easter own. I mean, again, I grew up with Sonic, Crash, Spyro. Um, so, of course, we want to get more of those. Um, and this could be a good example of that. Um, again, from one of the numbers that I'm seeing, I don't know. It doesn't even look like the game was able to hit 2 million. Um, mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate because I've heard the game is actually pretty decent. Uh, so it's one of those things to where if the game can get a second iteration, if it is decent enough, if people can then get into it, um, that's going to be a wonderful thing. Uh, but the only thing I, t- I feel like is a missed opportunity for Sony, um, at least on their side of it and everything, is that the fact they don't have a subscription service that they want to put these types of games in, at least not yet. Um, yeah. We've got some things peeking over the horizon, but we don't know how that's going to end up working out yet.
0: You, you uh, know, so that's it's, it's funny thing. you say that, Steel Rain. Uh, and this is not a topic, obviously. This is just off the cuff because this is something that you and Pong are normally used to. You guys don't follow right. a, spe- a specific pattern. You guys just, hey, listen, we're going to talk about video games and we're going to have a, an honest right. conversation. Isn't it pretty ridiculous that Sony's first party MLB The Show mm-hmm. 2022 is available in Xbox Game Pass with a free upgrade to Series S and X mm-hmm. on their the Xbox service. Mm-hmm. And Sony, even though they don't have the full rollout of the new PlayStation Plus, doesn't offer that to its own players via the service they currently have. It it, it it again. I I know we kind of went. Hey, look here's the main path. Oh, look at that. There's a, a road over there we with Elden Ring. Oh, look. There's another. There's another place to body. Right. Um, I mean, but it, it it's it, to your point. It's it is a missed opportunity. It's a hundred percent missed opportunity for them.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. And just to tie, tie it back in, I mean, the biggest reason I say it's a missed opportunity is because games these days, Bugsnax is definitely a perfect example of a game that not everybody's going to invest in. Uh, yeah. Nobody knows the scope of it. Nobody knows the depth. And as easy as it is to tell somebody, hey, will not you go on YouTube and look up a couple of videos to see if you're interested in it? Sometimes that's not even enough. Uh, right. To when, we ha- when you have games like Outriders, The Ascent, and other games that people like myself probably wouldn't have jumped into unless... It was in Game Pass, Tunic, right. even if you want to throw it in there. Um, it's just, you start to see it's more, it's becoming more and more obvious that if you want people to at least jump in, try it out, really get the experience for themselves, you need to put it in a service like that. Um, and like what you're speaking with MLB, it's super egregious at that point because MLB, I believe, and quote, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, is also the only sports game that gives you that free upgrade path on one platform.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and, no and it's the, the rival world. platform.
2: Yeah, and that, that's the other thing. Again, um, whether I know the conversation has been in the past, whether that was um, more than likely was because the MLB wanted to get more people involved and everything. But it's blatantly obvious what it does or they wouldn't have renewed it for a second year. Well, we honestly don't know what the contracts are, but um, obviously it makes sense. Obviously, it's working. More people are getting involved. More people are spending money within the ecosystem. Um, MLB, for an example just using that one um has garnered more attention than mlb has ever gotten as far as the game goes uh so it only makes sense for a game like bucks next to come into game pass and really see what kind of scope or what kind of how many people it can rake in and again it could be another metric for w- the possibilities of a service like game pass and that's i yeah. think is the more important picture no, I
0: I think I definitely think you're onto something. Listen, N64, Josh. Listen, you you understand what family games mean because you, obviously you're a big uh, Nintendo fan. And one of the things that have, uh, if if you're going to criticize anything about Microsoft specifically Game Pass, it is the fact that they don't have enough kid-friendly games. Now, bug snacks may not be flying off the shelves, but it's an opportunity for someone to play a game with their kids and there's no, I mean, there, there's, I mean, there's some uh, comic violence in the game, right. but there's pretty much comic violence in almost every game. I mean, Mar- Mario has been killing mushrooms for years. Yeah. You I know, know what I'm saying? So uh, by jumping on their heads and lighting them on fire. So I, I think we can get away with a good bug snacks, but I'm, I'm actually happy to see this. I will try it again because obviously Xbox is my preferred platform, but I, I am interested like steel, to see what a service like uh, um, Game Pass can do for a new IP that may, again, doesn't appeal to the masses, but there is going to be an audience. What are your thoughts, man?
1: Boom, I think you need a sound clip or something that like shows... <laughs> Shows Clark Kent jump in and pull his vest his
0: his his jacket open and just shows Game Pass instead of oh, that scene. would be kind of <laughs> dope. I, I yeah know? like I, but you know Warner Brothers is kind of <laughs> cheesy so they would probably better. uh I would probably get Game Pass man yeah, yeah like with a cape and everything yeah <laughs> yeah exactly Game Pass man <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> and I mean of course I, I I joke right but at the same oh. time Game Pass kind of feels like the savior we're gonna talk about Guardians yes. of the Galaxy later yeah we right? are and. And look, look at what Game Pass is 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 breathing not only life into some of these games that aren't getting the attention that they may deserve, it's also maybe giving these developers a second chance to keep their studio open.
0: Or indeed, right. And, and exactly. this this
1: is all really good stuff. As a creative person, to have to have knowing that there's an outlet out there or something that could allow me to maybe make a second game. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be all over that. Right. I mean, and I mean, as soon as I messaged somebody that, Hey, Bugsnax is coming over to, uh, to the Xbox and switch the first response, the first thing they said was wiener fingers. Remember that interview with the, with the guy and his daughter, "Ah, (laughs) not a good picture. It's not a good uh, (laughs) imagination. I mean, I, I know, I know it sounds a little inappropriate, but it was a little, it was a little kid talking like, and it was, it was so adorable. Right. And, and, and it gets right to your point of like, like yeah more more stuff for kids to do now i'm not the best example of a of a dad when it comes to you know having their kids not play halo when they're three because that's what i did i put the xbox controller in my three-year-old's hand and he's been a he's been a, a hardcore shooter fan ever since right i mean he would see a spider he'd come running out to my wife and be like yo i got a spider in my room i need guns and grenades she's like how about we get a shoe you know let's let's <laughs> calm down a little great. bit so, I need so guns
0: and grenades. yeah so great. maybe
1: maybe maybe bucks next would have been a better would have been a better option you know so i think it's fantastic i'm here for it it was great news to see this morning that it's going to be making its way to switch it's going to be making its way to xbox and more people get to uh get to play this game I don't know how it's going to turn out. I don't know if I'm even going to play it because right. if I'm if I'm completely honest, I turn on my Xbox to play Halo, and I I honestly don't play. I did play the show. I did a home run derby, you know. So, but I'm I'm still like I'm I'm one of the few that are still playing Halo on the regular.
0: There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, again, the, 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 we're gonna. I, it's funny uh, we're, we're not covering Halo today. What I am going to cover Halo is tomorrow with uh, Ains from season games. Nice. He's uh I'm going to be sitting down with him not tomorrow. Nice. Thursday, I'm going to be sitting down with him on the okay. uh, X uh, the X Vlog live uh episode and we're going to be talking about we're going to uh, you know about 343 industries. Uh last night on Colt Eastwood show, man, they had a a, a crossover with uh, RDX. Great great episode. Uh everyone was dynamite. You know, I mean, uh, we we did have to have, you know, dealer bounced out a little early cuz he had something come up and and uh, Tim Dog had some issues with his uh mic and camera. But everyone else just completely knocked it out of the park. And uh, there was a pretty hefty conversation um, that I'm going to have with Ames, uh, specifically on do, does 343 Industries abandon the Slipspace yeah. engine and go to Unreal Engine 5? And, and you know what? Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that they have to. I think the Slipspace is in a great spot. Oh, Got to move me.
3: over to IT tech. Wait, if they or, move, or, on, it, yeah, I mean, it tech dead is, dead.
0: yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Yeah. The one thing that with Microsoft is they, they're not short of is, um, uh, is is programs that they could use. They they have so many, and when they and when they finally get uh Activision, they're gonna have that Call of Duty engine on top of that. So they they have a lot going on for them uh but yeah again we'll we'll get we'll get into that but yeah josh i mean good good stuff you know what i'm interested uh josh as great as i think it's going to do on xbox game pass i got a feeling it's gonna do pretty damn good on switch to be honest with you they don't have a service per se and you're gonna have to buy it but i i still think there's an audience there that could be there uh, for that game as well because switch games usually sell pretty good it is a console just that keeps winning month after month after month but uh, Burger again, m- maybe not for you. Um, maybe it's for your kids. Maybe you want to sit down and play with your kids. And I know we made fun of it to open up the show about, you know, game of the year, bug snacks being, uh, in game pass, but do, do you think it is, it is an opportunity for this game to get a second life? Oh,
3: it's an opportunity, basically, for every game that comes into Game Pass after Absolutely. a couple of months after its uh, initial release. Um, that's the beauty about Game Pass. I mean, come on, if you have to pay, like, uh, what's it, uh, in in regular retail price, 40 euros? Um, also for the game, and you have no idea whether your kids are gonna like it or not. Um, you're probably not going to buy it. You right. you buy the Mario's and you buy the Power Patrol games. That right. to play it safe, if you have to invest that kind of money uh, into into a game for your kids. Um, so uh, that's the beauty about Game Pass, and that's not just for kids' games. Like I said, that's that's basically for every Everything. game. And um, we we have talked about this so many times on this program and other shows that um that's the beauty about game pass it lets you try out new games uh uh, genre that you usually don't play um and uh, especially for for multiplayer games that can be very very healthy but like josh said we are going to talk about guardians which is a single player only game that has seen the same effect but do you remember last year when division 2 dropped into game pass um that was the game that everyone played um for like uh, a month or so. It it was really the game that my timeline uh, was dominated by, and so yeah, uh, that's just the nature of Game Pass. It it lets you try out things you, you normally wouldn't buy and and invest a lot of money in, and who knows, you might end up enjoying the game. Yeah. yeah?
0: So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, BJ, let's, let's close out this opening topic. Uh, thoughts on, uh, uh, Xbox game pass, getting games that appeal to more than just the hardcore.
4: Um, I mean, I just had a quick look at bugs, Max. Or I recall seeing, um, a trailer <laughs> about a year or two ago or something. And, um, you yeah, there was quite a lot of activity uh, on the social networks regarding the game. Um, <laughs> I think it's, um, I mean, just looking at it, it's actually quite a unique sort of joyful and refreshing title to sort of grace Game Pass. And uh, it's kind of, I don't know why, but it's kind of evoking thoughts or or a sensory response to a, a game called Pikuniku. I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. it yeah, I've even, heard it, like, yeah. Yeah, it, it was one of the first games I played in Game Pass and I really enjoyed discovering it. And um, yeah, it, it it was, well, I thought it was great. So yeah, it's kind of evoking, as I say, a sensory response to that game. So it's, I think overall, I mean, it seems to be every week or every other week we're discussing like what's new in Game Pass and so on and so forth. It might have to be, actually it'll be a segment in itself. Um, but it's good to see overall that Xbox is not standing still, uh, which is which is excellent to see. And, um, and I think overall still, you know, in the community and outside of the Xbox community, there are many um, that sort of observe or admire Game Pass from a distance. So... As long as Xbox keep moving forward, I think it's only a matter of time um, until you have to come down from your tower or from sitting on a fence. uh, Because eventually there's going to be a game or two, and I'm speaking conservatively here, that you will want to play. And no doubt the subscriber number um, will continue to grow.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know what? I want to segue into a game that has found a second life. Uh, And of course, uh, I'm talking Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, This is a game
4: that came out last
0: year Mm -hmm. to incredible uh, success via the community uh, and and the, and the people that reviewed it Uh, in regards to how it sold. Well, it didn't sell according to, of course, Square Enix who thinks everything sucks when they sell it Um, didn't hit their internal numbers. Um, And uh, obviously, We have seen Square Enix do what they do best, and that is throw people under the bus that is not anyone uh, associated with Final Fantasy. Uh, We saw that happen with Crystal Dynamics when they literally and publicly thrashed them about them not having the correct or amount of talent needed to make Avengers successful. Now, if you've played Avengers, it may not have jumped off the page uh, for you, but what ruined that game was the microtransactions. What ruined that game was a forced multiplayer with this loot system that was broken since inception. If it would have been a simple, paced by numbers uh, Avengers game where it gave you an opportunity to use different heroes. I think it would have been great. The single player story aspect of it was fantastic. Kamala Khan. I know a lot of people are, oh yeah, they're doing a, you know, the, you know, what, what, what what companies are doing now because they're getting woke. I I don't think that was the case at all. I think Kamala Khan is an amazing character. We're going to see her later this year in, in her own, uh, adaption to the MCU. I'm super stoked for it. I think that the series looks amazing. She was my favorite part of the game. I absolutely loved yeah. Kamala Khan, and not she's because solid. she's a woman, not because she's uh, of Indian descent. I just really thought she was she's really good well acted. Mm-hmm. The actress that did her, it, I felt excited for her. She's a fangirl meeting the Avengers. I'm getting goosebumps yeah. just talking about it. Steel, listen, uh, Game Pass, as mm-hmm. as we're going to get into, has been the catalyst for games becoming... Uh, popular again, right? And we have some quotes here uh, from a few of the people involved in making this game. And before I bring you in on the conversation, I want to read these quotes. And this is what they said during an interview at the BAFTAs that happened uh, about a week and a half ago. And uh, this is uh, this this is what this is what they're saying after the, the, they're starting to see the. Uh, and if I remember the exact quote was, "We have found our audience." ...with Xbox Game Pass. And this is what they had to say. I think it's a great ride. It's emotional. It had a lot of quality, said Guardians of the Galaxy ...senior creative director Jean Francos Dugas. Um, it, is it a perfect game? Like, a, like, like any game? No. I don't think it's perfect, but it can always be better. But it's a great ride. And it's something that this year or last year... ...that you played is unlike everything else... And it's worth spending your time on. I honestly think it is from a game standpoint. And he continues with this. I have zero regrets. We did everything we could, but that's that's not the reality of the market. And let's not forget it's a new IP. Even though we say all Guardians – of the galaxy are known. It's still a new IP in the video game market. And it could be a lot of, it could could have been a lot of people don't even know that the game is out yet or that they're not sure exactly what it is. And now we have new information, Steel Rain, Mm -hmm. that there's a new audience that has been discovered in Xbox game pass. One of the biggest games from last year that many people didn't play -hmm. What are your thoughts on this? Is this listen? There's two questions here. One, of course, you're happy. I'm going to get your your, what what your takes on because Square Enix was paid by Microsoft apparently between 15 and 20 million dollars to get this game in there, so they got their money's worth, right? Mm -hmm. But the question, the main question I have for you is, how does this success? funnel people other developers say hey we got to get involved in xbox game pass because look what just happened
2: uh how does it um again it's kind of like what we what i spoke to spoke on earlier with, with like bucks next for example um you see this thing where multiple games come into game pass and uh, you hear devs come out and say man i i didn't expect for Um, This many X amount of people um, to jump into our game and check it out or whatever the case might be. Um, I think it's the same thing with Guardians. Again, when you're coming off of a game like Avengers that just didn't hit the way that it was supposed to, I think it left a really sour taste in people's mouths. I I, think Um, you're right. Yep. Which is an extremely unfortunate thing, because it's exactly like you touched on. Um, the story on the game was really solid. I enjoyed everything that I got out of it, um, but it had what I like to call the anthem syndrome. Um, yeah. there's, nothing on the, there's nothing in the background or at the end game. It's not too, too much fun, though. Um, I don't want to take away from it just because I stopped playing it after I got to the end game, or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, the microtransactions were egregious or whatever else the case may be, but how uh, to get back on point um with ga- a game like Guardians of the Galaxy coming in um it's another game that got shown off let's just say poorly um when the game was first demonstrated it looked like it just was another run of the mill average avengers ish game or just another average marvel game um and i can tell you from my experience i played it on the hardest difficulty beat the game um it's everything but that. Um, the game itself, I don't know what IO's what kind of genius they have working in the background at Idios Montreal, but my God, is that game a masterpiece from start to finish.
0: Yeah. Um, the yep. attention,
2: the detail, the music, the story. What about the Honestly, writing? The I, I, writing you know, I,
0: it, it's funny because I actually said, Steel, mm-hmm. that the writing in this game is James Gunn level
2: good. I mean, to be completely honest, to be frank with you, I honestly like the game better, the way they actually told the story, than the movies do. Um, and I know they started to say, hey, um, you, like in that quote that you wrote that you read, oh, well, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy are recognizable characters, and they are, but they're still not, they're not a Spider-Man, they're not the X-Men, they're not, yeah. you know, they're not anybody else who's prevalent, they're not even Doctor Strange, you know what I mean? Um, anybody else who has that kind of sashay to really pull the crowds in. Um, they're cool people, and and it's one of those things where the Guardians are literally you either love them or you hate them. There's a lot of people who are one side of the fence to the other, there's no in between. Uh, so for Game Pass, for games like Guardians to come into Game Pass, get new life, uh, breath into them, it's such an amazing thing because it just again demonstrates for anybody who's a naysayer who doesn't understand the play or doesn't believe in the subscription service model that. It is so much more important for devs to get the upfront attention or the metrics and to see who's actually invested in an IP, so that that way, either one, like I've said in the past, and again, I'm not saying I'm not going to sit here and say like I'm the all knowing and everything that I say is the truth, but in my belief, I would rather want the 20 million people to see my game within the first three months versus 20 million people seeing my game in five years. Because at least in the first Indeed. three months, I can kind of gauge whether we should go ahead and start get started on the next game. Hey, Xbox, Sony, whoever is investing in it, we're, we're getting this kind of attention. We're getting this kind of traction. Um, maybe we should go ahead and start working on this IP um, on the next version or the next iteration. That's one thing that bothers me the most about the whole, let's get all the sales that we can. Let's wait five years to get 20 million get- copies sold. My biggest problem with that is that it's taking too long. And too many people have come out and stated that the current model just isn't working. And Guardians is a perfect example of demonstrating that. Why why continuously do what you've always done and expect something different? That's the definition of insanity so that's just that that, that's just me um again i think it's just an amazing thing to continuously see games coming to a subscription service like game pass it offers you so much variety so much um just bang for your buck and then also just gains more attention for the devs and everything else in the back and i I think it's it's an amazing thing um and hopefully this leads them on the path because i don't know what square enix has got, got going on i don't know what they're smoking on but they're like me and Pong have talked about it on, our sat- on Saturday show. Um, and if like you have mentioned here, they treat them. They treat their Western divisions like an ugly stepchild. Like they yeah, don't indeed. really That's want a great to point. represent them. Um, and even Pong has said it, it seems like more so they just use them as fodder. Hey, yeah. Rick, you can make this money and then we're going to do this other thing. Well, well, you it's know like- it's
0: interesting because <laughs> I've been banging a drum. Now we know people from Microsoft listen to the show. I, I actually have that confirmed because Larry Larry Herb actually told me that, which is pretty cool to be honest with you. Um, one of the things that, if anyone's listening and has a you know has Phil's ear, that I want to see happen, and I'm going to I'm going to will this into uh, existence, if you will, mm-hmm. um, is I want to see Crystal Dynamics become first party, but I also want Idios uh, uh, um, Montreal. To become first party, uh, because obviously uh, we did hear that Crystal Dynamics uh, after Avengers did pitch three projects that were turned down. And thankfully enough, they have now are are, are the lead devs for uh, Joanna Dark's return. So I'm super Mm -hmm. excited for, for that. I still think that there is a deal potentially in the works that was pushed to the back because of this Activision deal that fell into Microsoft's lap, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're going to see that come to fruition uh, potentially uh, late this year, uh, early next year. Uh, I, I would even go one further. I'd love to see Microsoft uh, take on the, uh, the Tomb Raider IP, buy that from Square Enix. Uh, and and, and I, said this, I said this, I think, on the show last week was one of the major topics you know have you noticed uh and again this is a little off topic but i'm, I'm just throwing it out there to the chat because we have a lot of people here normally when you announce hey where you were unreal engine 5 is being for this game and it's going to be coming out for console a b and c didn't wasn't it a little suspicious that no console was mentioned and that's because I think that the next Tomb Raider is Xbox exclusive. But I'm going to shut that down for now. And I don't want to take this this uh, this podcast off the rails. But that <laughs> is my personal
2: opinion. What's that? <laughs> that's, a, that's a deep rabbit hole to get in. It is a deep rabbit hole.
0: But listen, <laughs> before I bring in Josh64, I just have to say a big shout out. Who's just said this? Uh, Shine Films. Uh, he's just dropped something into the chat. He says, certain affinity just confirmed that they're doing new content for Halo Infinite. And yes, that was literally minutes ago, nine minutes according to my timeline. Uh, we are not going to talk about that today because again, uh, I'm sitting down with Ains from Season Gaming, who is, a, I mean, he's a Halo professional. I'm going to use what they said today along with the other Halo topic, that I original topic I have written for Thursday's show. So expect a lot of Halo for the one hour, one fifteen that we sit down and talk because obviously no better person to talk halo than ains uh, that guy and his team are le- legit pros and he obviously loves the se- series as much as i do so so thursday show tune in it's going to be a big halo episode uh, Josh, before I get to your brother, I got to catch up with some of the super chats. First of all, the first one of the day comes to us from Elemental PO, good friend of the show. And he says The Ascent made it to PlayStation 5.2. Who got the better limited exclusive Bug Snacks or the As- Ascent? And I would say, of course, The Ascent was dope. <laughs> yeah, the Ascent was 100%. really good. I, I played it. with my brother and I beat the hell out of the game. That game was really, really good. Um, we have another Ooh, super yeah. chat coming in from our generous friend of the show, Drawn TJ we got to get on one of the upcoming episodes. I I think he's going to be on primetime gaming on on, on a future episode, so we're going to get that done. He says, hi, guys. When does the expansion for Forza Horizon come out, and what is it? That's what we're going to talk about next. We don't know what it is. We don't know when it's coming. I would imagine it's this year, and we're having a pretty big debate uh, behind the scenes of what we think it should be. Uh, I'm I'm gonna like I said I'm gonna be selfish and uh, and I, you know what I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because we're still talking about this but I'll I'll give you my thoughts momentarily when we get to that for topic number three uh, we have an additional ten dollar super chat from drawn TJ he says Microsoft can choke out Sony by making COD a three year development cycle and make it a three month exclusive to Game Pass then goes to PlayStation sorry I'm messy I I don't listen I look I've said this before. We talked about it last night. The addition of COD in Xbox Game Pass completely changes the conversation. I am telling you right now, Sony is in trouble and they know it. Okay? Because when COD comes Mm. to Xbox Game Pass, a new card. I'm not talking Mm. about Warzone. I'm Mm. talking about a new Call of Duty, Game Pass, $15 a month versus $76.43 for your PlayStation 5 game. People, the casuals, the normies, the ones that won the war for Sony that they don't recognize last Mm -hmm. gen, 85% of the 115 million consoles were people who bought more than one. My brother and I are good for eight by ourselves. Damn. Okay, four each. Sounds right. And on top of that, the normies, the casuals, the ones that buy only two and three games a year, they were the majority. Those same gamers are going to learn what Game Pass is from a friend, and they're going to say, wait a second. Are you telling me that Call of Duty I only have to pay $15 a month and I'm playing this game and they're going to say, yeah, $15 plus you get to play all these other games. I'm selling my PlayStation. I am, I am telling you. And if the streaming stick, the hundred dollars streaming stick, it becomes for come comes to fruition and, and Microsoft drops that series S to two hundred and fifty, Sony is done. I'm not saying they're going out of business, but they're not going to be the market leader anymore. But Josh, let's get back to you, brother. This is, a, this is a big deal. And, it's, and, you know, for me, I love to see the little guy win. I absolutely do. And I, I'm happy to talk about Gardens of the Galaxy, not only because it's an amazing game that you should play, not because it's an Xbox Game Pass. And it's probably it, it could have been your game of the year. For anyone that didn't play, it would have been your game of the year. That's how damn good it is. But to see the studio that was kicked to the curb, Uh, publicly by square enix about the sales to hear the excitement from the developers saying that yeah we we just found our audience through xbox game pass what does that say to people that are thinking about maybe bringing their game to xbox game pass
1: oh it says it should be there for sure there's no question like there's no question at this point i mean over and over again xbox game pass has proved itself to be a uh, i mean it's it's so valuable to not not only the consumer but also the developer right and the and the publisher and so um it's it, it's a good thing uh a couple things one you know i'm going to i'm going to tie this to halo right you know how
0: go right ahead we guardians, I, I would expect no less there Josh. yeah
1: guardians <laughs> of the galaxy uh the, they were on the like i think it was called like avengers the mightiest heroes it was a cartoon from a, yeah. from a few years back and none other than Steve Downs voiced Star Lord in that. I cartoon. did not know that. That's oh, wow. Yeah, cool. I didn't know that. Then. <laughs> so so if you, yeah, I was I remember watching it and being like, yo, that's cheap. What's going on here? Like, what what what's going on? That's here? awesome. So, um, don't don't I think it's Earth's mightiest heroes. It's one you can find it if you go on his IMDb, you can find the exact episode and everything and uh, and check it out if you want to see if you want to see uh, Steve Downs voicing Star Lord.
0: That's that is pretty dope. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't even know that he did that. That's that's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I I I think you're onto something. I think that if you are a developer, you see this happen. And I think the question becomes, when do we when do we get involved with Game Pass? Because it, it, I think it behooves developers to get in on the ground floor rather than wait for your game to maybe suffer a bit in sales. And get behind, you know, a big game that comes out after it's out or while you're trying to p- produce your game. Game Pass brings a lot of new players to games that they don't, they didn't realize that they enjoyed playing. And that's the beauty of it.
1: I think there's a bigger problem. Oh, I think, okay. I think that bigger problem is that we're, 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 we're hitting levels of saturation in the market. Yes. With games the, dropping, the that I, I don't, i i i don't think uh, guardians coming out five years ago would have been would have been like on the top of everybody's mind the tip of everybody's tongue but but you know we also had battlefield come out last year and what did they end up saying oh it's halo's fault that we that we didn't well it's it's overall we're hitting we're hitting a saturation point right whereas game pass is is going to be i mean look look at netflix look at all the streaming services that are available now right we don't have time to watch everything and yep. i and games are heading in that same direction we're not going to have time to watch everything so is, is game pass going to be the savior here or are our companies going to really have to start either upping their marketing Right, which that's not on the that's not on the developers, right? That's on the publisher. And so, you know, squares squares gotta they, they gotta take some responsibility there.
0: Yeah, so, you know that well listen, we've seen their last 10 games, every every game going back all the way to the uh the, the reboot of Tomb Raider, it, it it sold 13 million and and it failed our expectations. You know, it's it's listen. You know, you, you you don't ever really, see, and it's interesting because they didn't say that about Final Fantasy VII Remake, which sold only like I think two point four million copies. It it didn't really even sell that many copies, which is surprising uh, that it's not that it's it's that it's stuck behind a, a PlayStation paywall. That they haven't said, hey, listen, PlayStation, enough with this. We got to release this on the Xbox already. What what we're not selling. So I listen, you know That's between them. Um, But you know what? I I think you're right. I think the the saturation aspect might have to do with the pandemic because we had so many delays and we continue to see those delays. So what winds up happening is you know you it, it's like a smorgasbord of games there's just there's only so many months in a year where you're going to put your game cuz you're going up against triple A banger this one or that one and as gamers um that's the beauty of Xbox Game Pass cuz most of them stay in there and when they're in there and they're going to leave you get them at a discount if you want to buy them which is which is yeah. again another thing that uh we've heard Sony service may have but we don't know for sure because they were very coy about the, like, the important details of what the service and i, I suppose that in the the, the the summer months potentially june when they launched this series for sony uh the, the the service for sony we'll get some more details but let's i think
1: in... one one other thing just real yeah, quick absolutely. the the other thing is is we're in an era now and we have been since since Fortnite really took off mm. where there are a lot of gamers that play one game
0: and indeed and, absolutely and they play
1: battle pass after battle pass or they play compet- like they just focus on that one game competitively and that's and and I think that's more and more I mean I talk to a lot of I talk to a lot of gamers that are like close to my age right mm-hmm. and and they're interested in checking out multiple games mm-hmm. but when I talk to you know people 20 years younger than me Damn, they're like yep. yo I'm into Fortnite I might play a little bit of Col- like they kind of bounce between and and this isn't ever like i'm 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 speaking generally right but but looking at like just my son as an example or both of them they bounce between like three or four shooters and that's it you know, and a lot of them are games as service games yeah or that kind of have the appearance of games as service games. I'm looking at you destiny and so uh <laughs> uh so that that's that's also another thing where there there's just there's not the interest that that there used to be i mean games used to be i mean think about halo back in the day think about call of duty back in the day like we would show up at midnight releases at gamestop and it was lines and lines of people Mm -hmm. it was a party going i used to play i used to i used to go gamestop used to have me come out and do live music during the launches of some of their games right like of some of these these big events that doesn't happen
0: anymore no, like, unfortunately it's a it's a much different era because digital uh has basically take taken that take I mean again there yeah. are still midnight launches for sure but there's no I mean I, I remember sit, standing online for uh what was it what which Grand Theft Auto me and my brother they were handing out key razor blade keychains um <laughs> it was at Dragons Den in Yonkers here uh, in New York, uh, I think it was it was Vice City. That's what it was. We stood on line after midnight, for Vi- and line was just it was what you expected. There's you know thousand people deep trying to get this game, and we and, and as you know the first hundred people we were there early because we waited for hours. It was ridiculous uh, that we got this game, and they're handing out razor blade keychains. They weren't real razor blades, obviously, but it was the giveaway that that Rockstar had. So it was yeah, I, I definitely missed those days, but. It's look. Uh, this is this is a this is a big win. Uh, I, it's a it's a big win for Square Enix. And honestly, I, I don't care about Square Enix. I, I care about Edios Montreal because they're the ones that made this game, and they were treated like second class citizens, even though they made an absolutely triple uh, A level game of the year level. As a matter of fact, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, one hour game of the year in our group and then we do say again it's nerdy, but we do it every year it's me and, and my brother and our two friends that we worked in game in games um uh Funko land back in the days with and we get together every year and every year we have our you know game of the year dinner and obviously we do it virtually now because of you know covid and everything but guardians of the galaxy one hour game of the year our, our group game of the year that's that's saying something uh it's a game that moved a lot of people's needle um I, boxenberger this is a game that you played this is a game that we're seeing a lot of people talk about and and it's still getting uh you know uh it's still it's trending on some days on the social since it's been an xbox game pass what does this say to developers that may have a game that they don't know can compete against other games? are you putting your game in xbox game pass oh you're muted brother ah okay there you okay. go Ah, there you there I-
3: Okay, yeah, that's a that's a great question, um, and and I don't think you can uh, always just answer this yeah with with a yes. Bring it to Game Pass because it really depends on the type of game. Of course, uh, every kind of multiplayer game or games as a service game is definitely benefiting from an immediate release uh, in game pass because in these games it really matters how big your player base is this isn't necessarily true for a single player game like guardians i think this is a great example where you launch a couple of months after your release into game pass to get that second wind and bring these uh, gamers in that are on the fence this is the one side but the other side is is always the viral thing Uh, this this game pass effect that i always talk about it's this this excitement of gamers on social media Mm -hmm. social media marketing is today the most important part of marketing and you can't have a better better advertisement than actual gamers Going out on social media and talk about their excitement and their love for, for their, their game. That is what brings you in all tons of sales because this nothing is more representative than actual people you know, that you talk to, that you know how, how they feel about certain types of games if they tell you man, this is a fantastic game. And that's the Game Pass effect. Whenever we see these kind of Game Pass launches, like Guardians, I mentioned Division earlier, but we had that with other games, like Blake's Plague's Tale Innocence, or other great games, uh, that a lot of people overlooked at launch. And suddenly it came to Game Pass, people were excited on social media, posted their screenshots, their video clips, whatever. And suddenly it, they become the game everyone talks about. And this is the Game Pass effect, this viral marketing effect. So I think it is really hard for developers to balance that out, that initial well money flood that you get through regular sales uh, on, on the one side that you won't get when you launch into Game Pass uh, immediately. Obviously, there's monetization coming your way when you are in Game Pass. But then uh, you can save tons of money uh, on marketing campaigns um yeah but because uh, the game pass effect will take care of that so I think it's really hard to balance this this out um but in general uh, if a developer or a publisher um it's gonna treat a game like Guardians, which got literally zero advertisement from the company. Yep. It yep. You, you could really tell that that Square did not stand behind
0: this game. Oh no, they put this game out to pasture right from jump. It, it, yeah. it's, it, it's gross. It is, and, and it, what's interesting, and I want to let you continue, but Kirby Louise, who obviously is a friend of the program, he's a developer. Yeah. He drops a ten dollar super chat and he says this: Boxenburger, Square Enix has no right to be uh, to be accused studios of lack of talent when digital foundry recently discovered their playstation 5 version of *Chrono Cross* remastered has yeah. lower performance than the playstation one
3: one yeah i've seen that digital foundry i think it is yeah it is a shame how square is treating their um their, their Western studios. Uh, I We had just had a discussion here uh, with uh, Kirby and a couple of other people in chat. Uh, the same happened to People Can Fly in Outriders, yep. which wasn't actually a great game. The, uh, Kirby said it uh, in our discussion earlier in this show in the chat. Um, the biggest issue was with the servers uh, of Outriders yep. and Guess whose fault that was. That, that would be Square cool. Enix, sir. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. So it's just a shame. And if you look at Crystal, we talked about that earlier. And if we yep. look um, at now um, Eidos Montreal, um, yep. uh, fantastic developers with, with great talent for storytelling, for, for technical aspiration, for gameplay mechanics. They, they, they are top-notch. I I really enjoyed Iron Riders. I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, boom! At the end of the year, we always do this um, uh, highlight uh, show on on my channel. And last year, we f- you were part of this as well. We all agreed yeah. that the biggest surprise of 2021 was indeed Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. Nobody expected that game to be on such a high quality level, and that that writing in that game the the humor is amazing. The story is great. Um, even the gameplay elements are fantastic, with a, a lot of variety in in the combat systems. When you level your uh, companions up and such, uh, it it is a great game. And this is just a shame how Square treats these uh, developers, and especially the of, Western
0: developers. Yeah, the Western, the Western developers, developers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get throttled. It's it's terrible.
3: Yeah. yeah. So. um yeah, these kind of games would definitely benefit from a day one launch into Game Pass. Um, because, again, it's basically free advertisement. You, when, when you look at the development budgets for or, or the budgets of a, of a game in general, it's mm-hmm. always that the marketing budget is usually at least on the same level than, than the actual development cost, if not higher, for your game. So you can save millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars or euros uh, to... Uh, in marketing. And even if you don't make the same amount of money than with, uh, with a game pass day one launch, um, because you lose obviously a few sales, you could still make a profitable um, outcome at the end um, because you save a a lot of money. So yeah, it is a base to base decision, but if a game gets this kind of treatment from the publisher, um, I would be surprised if it wouldn't be a business case, if you would launch your game day one.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And closing out this topic, let's bring in VJ, who has seen both the retail side and development side of gaming. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, you've heard us uh, give uh, basically give it to uh, Square Enix for uh, a non-committal supportive role. And I, it, there's a good chance that this game failed uh, in sales because they failed the development house that made it. They literally failed uh, mm-hmm. um, ED montreal in giving this basically no support in marketing it's not their job the developer to market the game it's the publisher's job and now here we are microsoft brings guardians of the galaxy to xbox game pass it's getting the talk of the town we're hearing the developers uh, talk about how excited they are that they found an audience does what? What does this say for anyone that wants or, or is considering bringing games to Xbox Game Pass?
4: Um, I don't want to talk about for the general uh, development community <laughs> at large, but sort of staying on topic. Um, some of what I'm hearing, because I'm only going to add flourishes to what everybody's uh, already said, because they've kind of covered uh, the significant points sort of pertaining to this topic. But some of it is a timing issue. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a shame, you know, the game isn't sort of, you know, uh, releasing perhaps at the same time as as Guardians of the Galaxy 3, right, which is a year or so. And uh, right. as Josh was saying, perhaps, you know, it should have released a few years earlier. And I'll, I'll come on to that with a couple of thoughts. But y- you'd think, you know, publisher, studio, and ultimately the game, you know, might have benefited significantly um you know, by releasing closer, if not simultaneously, uh, you know, alongside a potentially huge movie. But obviously, that's that's um, that's just a pie in the sky now, right? It's not going to happen. And um and as Josh was saying, you know, competition is fierce when when you're releasing a game, especially in Q4 or, or holiday, you know, holiday season, as you like to call it over here. So, in hindsight, I, I was kind of looking, thinking back to January this year, and it, I think it was a very quiet month, and perhaps that would have been a more profitable window on all accounts, right? For everybody involved to release it then. So, uh, I think there is a, some there is an argument, or perhaps there's an investigation in, into t- into the timing element of, of all of this. And you know, at the end of the day, Game Pass is helping um, you know Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's not not a significant uplift or, or financial benefit for Square Enix or the studio versus. Sort of selling actual units over the game, right we all know that 's where the real poppy is, so it's it's beginning to feel somewhat and i 've talked about this before, maybe not on this podcast, but it's beginning to feel that good games or even sometimes great games go to game pass to die, and of course the ones who benefit are obviously xbox us as subscribers yep. and and let 's get this right there were many right a lot of people who predicted a new. Or had a gut feeling that this particular game would make it to game pass. And it yep. made it far quicker to game pass than we actually did. And, and unfortunately for, from my perspective, gardens of the galaxy had that inevitable aura and vibe to it. You know, that sort of was saying that it's destined for game pass. And I think uh, I was just reading um, the show notes just a second ago, and I think it's Mr. Doug, the, the interview guy and, uh, or the interviewee. and, and, May you know, sort of reading between the lines, and I think he's sort of alluding to the fact to to the stuff that you guys are are talking about, to the fact that he believes that Square Enix didn't make a significant enough PR and sort of marketing contribution, financially speaking, in order to promote and create awareness for the game. And I'm paraphrasing, he said something along the lines of, you know, it could be, you know, a lot of people don't know about this game, Mm -hmm. or that that is out yet, right? Uh, Exactly, or even to the words to the the effect of they don't even know what it actually is. Mm -hmm. So. And I actually think he's correct in his assessment, at least uh, comparatively speaking. Um, when you're releasing a game alongside the magnitude of the major titles that are sort of uh, releasing alongside of it, right? And and that's a real shame. And look, I, I've I've no real idea what this might mean going forward. But uh, we've talked about this before on the show, and uh, and um, Xboxless Burger, um, whatever his name is this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> we've said that We're uh, not having the best of luck I'm putting it politely here, this is as politely as diplomatically as possible, with studios Outside of Japan, and mm-hmm. especially With Marvel IP, and Perhaps wisely so, I Suggest, and there's just a guest here So I don't want to sort of embarrass myself publicly This is why Xbox are not blindingly Or blindly sort of to develop a game ba- game based on Marvel IP for their flagship system and subscription service. And in, in terms of Game Pass, I've said this on the show, that Xbox did a really good job in obtaining um, Guardian of the Galaxy for its subscription service and subscribers. It's definitely an improvement on, on. it was a good game, The Medium and mm-hmm. Outriders, which obviously box, uh, Xboxless Burger is a fan of. and. And I, I think it's an improvement on on the games that were released um, in the same quarter uh, in the previous year. And I think I heard a number, 15 to 20 million, if that's the number that Xbox might have or purportedly paid. And I think that's a trivial number when you look at how much that game costs to make. And <clears throat> even if the marketing was sort of insignificant, you know, in comparatively speaking, $20 million is not a huge number. And especially if you look at the revenue that Game Pass generates quarterly, and sort of just finally <clears throat> adding a brick or or sort of a, a decorative touch to N64 Josh's a point um, in regards to sort of saturation, and you you are looking at a potentially very congested third or fourth quarter yet again this year, and yeah. perhaps and perhaps leading into next year as well. So more great gains will be casualties of a very crowded and competitive landscape. And as I've suggested for a while, boom on the show, and I think as as much as a year ago it's the, the, there's going to be a paradigm shift whereby it's becoming more and more of a buyer's market for xbox and game pass and perhaps even sony if they get their act together since they are both gathering enough studios to, to sustain themselves thus not having to rely or pander to third-party publishers like sony had to do in, in in um you know in the 90s and xbox had to do in the 2000s and so on and so forth and there's again Uh, josh is coming up with some good points but perhaps the break's done i hope it's not as good as this as 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 next week anyway it gives me a chance but but three (laughs) or four years ago perhaps guardians you know would have cost xbox and us paying subscribers a hell of a lot more so yeah no i mean listen
0: great points brother no you want can please continue
4: oh no that's me done boom i need another cuppa
0: oh yeah okay well (laughs) listen
4: Listen, we're halfway
0: through the show, and I feel like we we got three hundred and fifty people here. I don't know how many likes, but if I don't ask for likes, Randall Thor yells at me, and I don't want Rand mad at me because he's going to be coming on the show hopefully in the next couple of months. Obviously, we're gonna—he was already on X Vlog. I think it was what was it, episode two or three? And we're gonna bring him back. Uh, hopefully, we can actually do a, a a crossover where we get him and um his uh, Xbox two cohort, Jess Corden to come on as well. Uh, but that, like I said, that everyone completely knocked it out of the park. I, I do want to reel this back in uh, steel rain. And I, I want to okay. talk about Forza horizon five. Now, what, what can we say about this game other than it Great. might be the best racer Ever made, but before we get into that, Rain, I just want to catch up with some, mm-hmm. some of the super chats. And drawn TJ drops an additional very generous ten dollar super chat and says, Since Microsoft listens to this show, here's a marketing pitch for Xbox <laughs> to get a series S bundle with COD and Halo Infinite with Game Pass for 250, Game Pass for five months, it will sell like crazy. Yeah, well, look, I, I we talked about this last night on Primetime Gaming, um, where. Once this deal is done, you know, I know, Microsoft marketing team knows that when you put Call of Duty on anything, people are going to look. When you put the Call of Duty box art on the Series S, even... The moms, the soccer moms, who don't know what an Xbox is, they're gonna say, "Get off of your Nintendo, you know, young man." Even though you're playing an Xbox, like they did, your, your mom, oh, your mother, always said, "Stop playing Nintendo." And you're like, "Mom, come on, I'm just a PlayStation. What are you talking about? I'm not playing Nintendo." She didn't know. Call of Duty is a recognizable, a recognizable brand, and it's going to move. It, it's it's what is going to put Sony in the corner. I am telling you. Right now, when the deal is done, Sony finds themselves in a pickle. So that's a great Super Chat, and I think that we're going to see that come to fruition. I don't know about five months. I, I can see three months. You know, mm-hmm. hey, buy a new console, three months of Game Pass, and you get Call of Duty for the price of free. People, It's, it's going to jump off the shelves. It's it's, it's just going to be ridiculous. Um, let's see what, uh, what other Super Chats have come in. Let me see. Hold on. Let me find them. Steal threw them in there uh okay yeah so i'm up to date i believe yes yeah i'm up to date okay so listen uh steel let's talk forza uh forza by my accounts man this is my personal opinion (laughs) i have it in the highest tier of best racing game next to burnout three and um uh, need for speed most wanted the launch Mm -hmm. title for the xbox 360 that's my favorite need for speed of all time great game um well what what has playground games done well they have delivered one of the best racers in a decade um Mm -hmm. i would dare say that uh they set the mark the the mark or the bar for all racers, which is why so many people like myself looked side-eyed at Polyphony Digital Mm -hmm. who dropped that abomination known as uh, Gran Turismo 7 or should I say Gran Turismo Microtransaction 7 uh, onto (laughs) the PlayStation fan base. Um, It's a game that I wouldn't pay 70 bucks for. I don't even think the game was worth 20 bucks to be honest with you because they are clobbering you with making you spend money. But reeling it back in, we we got to talk about the you know about the uh uh, you know what people have been waiting for now they did recently just drop a ton of of uh, a huge update for forza horizon now i have the list in front of me and it's a stack deck i'm i don't have this not a five-hour podcast (laughs) like steel is used to so we're gonna just kind of picking and, and pick a few of the things out here they definitely updated the stability and performance improvements they mm-hmm. improved the save flow for weekly for forzathon to reduce chances of any progression loss that was a big complaint they updated the string uh for car voucher to be more specific about what its function is they updated the seasonal event map pins uh matching the seasonal pr stunt pins as well uh, they also uh, updated the drivetrain swap mode for the Ford Mustang uh, Mach E. They added low-res mesh under the world to improve the visuals when uh, world chunks drop out at a high mm-hmm. altitudes. So they they did a bunch of things making this game, if it could get any better, actually even better. But right. that's actually what we're not here to talk about. The update is great. The game mm-hmm. is. Well, it won awards all over the place because it deserves it. But that's not the question that I have for the panel, nor the near 400 people that are here. We want to know what the next expansion is. What yeah. is that going to be? When are we going to get it? Now, I've said this in the private, you know, the green room before we went live. I'm going to be a selfish kid here. When I was growing up, I played with Hot Wheels. And I had these orange and blue tracks. I actually had them. I had the little launcher. You would make mm-hmm. it jump through, you know, like you'd set up the cups, you know, and you'd jump through the cups. Or, you, you know, you'd race, you know, you'd go to Toys R Us or back, back in the day was Playworld for me because I'm old. And you'd go and say, Ah, Mom, I want these cars right here. And you'd walk out with the five new cars and you'd run right home to race these cars. I'm hoping for a return to Hot Wheels. But still, you don't think that's where they're going. What do you want to see come? Because we've seen Lego. We've right. seen the uh, the Winter Mountain, uh, mm-hmm. which is you know obviously all winter races. We've seen Hot Wheels. We've seen them go here, there, and everywhere. What kind of expansion are you expecting? Because we know we're getting several.
2: Well, there was only one other place that uh, I could – necessarily go to yeah (laughs) i think that deserves its own whole game it absolutely does definitely need that um and i brought up uh there was one thing that i brought up in the green room and then there was another one that i just been kind of racking my head on just because there is a um another movie coming out for it here soon um but the first i'll start with the first one and that is possibly getting more involved with the street community um yeah, I mean you could easily do that with a Japan game or whatever the case yeah. may be, but I can see that um, also being possible in Mexico. There's a saying that goes around if um people are speeding, they're racing, or whatever the case may be, when they're talking about it, they say, Yeah, I was racing in Mexico. Um, and the main reason that they use that is because um I could be wrong on this, but last time I checked the research I've done, um, it's not technically illegal to race in Mexico. So um that could be one way that they take it, really adding more body styles, more modifications. Which to me personally, Forza Horizon has always lacking, even in this recent title. Um, I feel like there's just a lot of missed opportunity for wide body kits, other bumpers, other styles, um, to really add that variety to different cars to make the car um, your
0: own, so to speak. Exactly,
2: exactly. Um, I do like some of the things that they've added being able to put add, um, stances out, being able to push though, put spaces on the car so you can get that real good stance on there so you can look wider, but um, there's just something about adding other body kits wide body kits whatever the case may be other bumpers whatever the case um to just really create your own car because to me one of the most one of the biggest places that a lot of these racers end up lacking in and that's variety um for me i I play online i do a lot of online racing um here in forza horizon one forza overall less than previous years but um for me, what I've always found is that you get to the end, everybody's racing the same kind of vehicle. So I would definitely want to um, get that customization a little bit more in depth. Um, the next place that I would, again, speaking on the movie coming out, um, was if they added some a Jurassic Park theme. Um, I also saw some people mention that, that in chat. That
0: is pretty dope, dude. I got to be honest with you. I didn't even think that myself
2: yeah 100 um i saw some people mention that in the chat and that was actually something that i was thinking about last night um because i was watching the trailer for the new movie that introduced the new dinosaur even though it looks like regular dinosaur regular big old dinosaur but uh neither here or there um the this recent uh jurassic park movies have been very great at least to me personally um i thought they were pretty solid movies again jurassic park Again, there's only so much you could do with it, right? Um, but I do like the concepts that they have. And I think having big old dinosaurs, raptors running around, or whatever area that they ended up setting it up in, um, where you're driving around them, going through them, whatever the case may be, I think would be a very interesting concept. Um, and they could do a multiple different ways with it. Um, again, Hot Wheels kind of rolls into that some in some a lot of facets because they can play with toys and you can go through the dinosaur's mouth and everything like that. Um, but I think adding a more realistic concept, maybe add some events where, oh, you got to race to beat the dinosaur that's chasing you or whatever the case may be. There's a lot of interesting things that they can go um, as far as that is concerned. Um, but it's just, it's hard for me to kind of, come up with different areas that they could possibly get to just because they've done almost everything and cars it's very hard to just put cars in different areas like we talked about a little bit in the in the the green room also the one thing that kind of depressed me about lego is i was expecting more um maybe that's just a personal thing but i was expecting more customization you give me a lego house but i can't create my own lego cars um you know you give me five cars that are legos and you give me this map and that's really it um i was expecting a little bit more more cars more variety to really take advantage of that setting um because i mean the whole point of lego is the possibilities are endless but um who knows who knows the reason for that but That would be the main places I'd go. Either jumping more into the street scene or adding Jurassic Park in somehow to tie in with the movies uh, to really get people interested. Because that's one way for sure. uh, If you want to reach that 30, 40 million people who have touched Forza Horizon at this point, I think it would be a good way to take it.
0: I agree. I I think you're onto something. And you know something? No no offense to the team that worked on the Lego expansion. I'm I'm on. I agree with you 1,000%. I, I thought that it felt... Visually, it looked fantastic because yeah, when you hit the bricks and they're that flying great. all over the place, I, I played with Lego as a kid, right? Right. So it 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 it, it did have a, that that plastic look. I still play air. with Lego. Listen, not, yeah, well, you, again, you have kids, so you can you can blame it on the kids. I still have Legos, and I'm 52 years old this year, so it's okay to be a kid the rest of your life. Trust me, it, it's okay. Um, but um, they could have done more. They certainly could have let you build your own cars. That's a, that's a deep rabbit hole. Because obviously, you know, we don't know that's, that's extensive to build your own cars, you know, but again, if you're going to do it, go all the way, right. That, that's, that's really your point. So I, I don't know where they take it next. Um, But they are pretty damn uh, inventive over at Playground Games. So I don't know. But we are getting two expansions for sure Mm -hmm. before we get another, uh, um, you know, Forza Horizon 6. And listen, I'm I'm not going to go down this uh, because there's a lot of rabbit holes. So I'm trying to navigate without falling into one of them. Japan is a must. And I don't want to hear anything. Uh, If it's not Japan, it's Japan a bust for the next Forza. I'm sorry. There's just no excuse. The same way with Assassin's Creed. We saw the uh the team that brought us that Sony exclusive that uh that only happened to be one one game of the year, Ghost of Tsushima. Right? That was an amazing romp through Japan, a feudal Japan, no less. It's what Assassin's Creed has to do, and it's what Forza Horizon has to do and go next. Because th- that that street scene with the neon and just the, the whole feel of Japan would be killer. But Josh, let's bring you into the conversation. Uh, obviously, one of the biggest games from 2020, uh, uh, 2021 last year was Forza Horizon. It won awards all over the place and rightfully so. The expansions, we know we're getting one this year. We just don't know when. What kind of expansion do you want to see come back to, the, to, to one of the best racers released in, at least in a decade?
1: So the 30-year marketing cycle is very real and very, very uh apparent right now, right? Lego just announced like Muppets, like Kermit Frog, (laughs) right? Like uh Nintendo's leaning heavily into it with with the different Lego sets that they're doing. And Forza has has been in has been doing it for a while now with Hot Wheels Legos. I immediately was thinking about GI Joe and Transformers, and then the mm. chat was also dude. putting those same those same things, right? And so,
0: my God, dude! <laughs> if you know what now, now, this is listen. Forget Japan. Let's go to Cybertron. <laughs> Let's go to Cybertron. Okay? That would be dope.
2: That would be dope. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs>
1: there, there's there's so many possibilities with the with with. I mean, I've even my, my mind was trying to go different places too, like. What if we got to see – what if we got to see what, if we got to see what uh, OutRun would look like as mm. a Forza game? Wow. You know, and some classic – What about – yeah, what about a, a, racers. Daytona, a Yeah. A, a,
0: a Sega GT. Does anybody remember Sega GT from the oh, arcade? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so just
1: seeing like – and and being able to, you know, possibly – switch between the 8-bit to the or the 16-bit arcade looking now you're talking
0: madness please anyone from 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 from, uh, playground (laughs) could someone hire this man could you hire this man for your team
1: (laughs) (laughs) no but i mean i love it i love just like speculating about that kind of stuff and 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 but the thing is 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 the team at the behind horizon has has really allowed us to speculate on things that that seem like they could potentially be a reality right because yeah. i when i fired up was it horizon three and the the hot wheels tracks i mean i played with those orange i had yes, like dude and, and it was like going back were, to your
0: childhood
1: it yeah. was yeah they were I, were I remember like i lived in the house that my dad grew up in and we had a toy box that had his tracks in it so oh, I would go and wow, grab dude. those orange tracks and awesome. and and just the entire rec room was covered. And <laughs> when I fired up Forza and saw that, I was like, yo, this is how I saw it in my head as I was making as I was making those tracks. I
0: remember my dad walking through the living room and we like. <laughs> Greg, wh- where am I supposed to walk? Yeah. Like, wh- what am I supposed to do? My father's like, he's like, he's like this. He's tippy through, not to just, you know, destroy what you, I said. You up.
3: sound like me when I go into my living room and my kids have
0: <laughs> 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 tracks yeah, all right? over the place.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so i I, i'm i'm all for it like let let's let's get excited let's speculate and and let's hope it's something let's hope it's something fantastic right because i mean it's really not going to matter the game has such a solid foundation if they take us if they take us just to another location it's going to be great if they give us more tuning options and uh Uh, steel i'm right with you there because i play a ton of mario kart it's probably my most played game and everybody races the same stupid setup right they have all these customization (laughs) options and everybody races the same thing because it's the meta and like get get out of here with that stuff like like mix it up mix it up give us some Give us—I don't know—I—I I wouldn't mind them right, leaning right. more into the arcade side of things. Like,
0: I agree. Like, yeah, why well, an arcade us, racer? So yeah. why not lean into it? Yeah.
1: Like, I don't know if there's like some some room for like nos and turbos and you know stuff that was in a lot of those classic those classic games back in the day. But I I think there could be a lot of fun to be had.
0: You know, well, well, one of the things I think that they could do, and Burger, is you you know how we when we look to a fighting game, we look for guest characters. Right. You yeah. Say, wow! guest character A is right. amazing because you know Kratos is like fighting Sub Zero or something, or mm-hmm. Link is in, the, mm-hmm. is in Soul Calibur. Oh my god! are You kidding me? That was great. That was fun. Yeah. That was I, great. Yeah, that was that was pretty dope. Spawn for Xbox, yes, uh, which is ridiculous. Good times. Um, uh, you know what I'd love to see come to the, the to fruition. I, you know, he, Josh brought it up. Um, um outrun. How about getting Night Rider? Mm-hmm. What about the General League? Ooh, you know, okay. what about what about bringing yeah. these classic cars? Bring Bigfoot. You know, there's a monster truck uh, one, uh, aspect of it. Uh, if you, don't, I mean, they they could do a lot of things. What what do you personally want to see come to the upcoming unannounced expansion for one of the best racers?
3: Yeah, my my initial thoughts were Xbox crossovers. Um, I wanna wanna race. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you remember in Halo Four they had that Halo? Um, event race, uh, and I want to race the cars of gears, uh, with a wall that would be
0: pretty dope, yeah, and
3: um, or stuff like that. So you can make like just take your idea that, that a lot of brawlers have, yeah, where you have certain crossovers. And Xbox has so many IPs now, um, they could do that, they could also uh, touch on a beloved IP that. Many, many want to see return, and that is Project Gotham Racing. They can oh make it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. in, in In that mindset. But I also want to talk a little bit about the when uh, of this because uh, mm-hmm. last Thursday I had Randall Thor on on the world of gaming and we talked a little bit great about... episode by the way Excellent thank episode. you thank you um it was definitely Randall's is always fantastic mm-hmm. and he brought up a great point not in in relation directly to forza but in general that Xbox sometimes has this issue with keeping their momentum and we discussed this um quite a lot and I thought immediately I when when you wrote that topic um that, more important than um which setting they are using is when do they bring that DLC out mm-hmm. because um Xbox is losing right now a, a little bit of momentum if you uh, look at 21
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah if you look at 21 they had an, an amazing year especially the second half there were back to back games uh, coming to game pass they've been uh, nominated as the highest rated publisher in 2021 um actually the highest rated publisher ever on metacritic and this was a fantastic momentum and now they have nothing for the first 8 9 months they have literally nothing um, yeah, a couple sure of the come... ones that
0: were supposed to be in the Xbox game pass specifically, Stalker yeah, Two but... was going to be a big yeah, one. was that's delayed. It, you know. Um, And then, uh, obviously, uh, but from the first party point of view, they yeah, literally they, they... have
3: nothing. The rumor no. is out that the Blake t- Blake's Tale is going to launch day one in June, but that's just a rumor. But uh, and yeah, so from from first party perspective, they literally have nothing. Halo is is right now. Yeah, I don't want to speak about it. it, it I'm always getting angry. Yeah. How can you treat the best <laughs> franchise you have, your biggest popular uh, franchise like this? This is ridiculous. And um, and now um, Xbox is, is it's just in this space. So and if you launch your DLC uh, in the third or, or fourth quarter of this year. That's not when you need it. At that time, we have tons of of third-party releases coming out. All the big triple-A third-party releases are going to come out, and Xbox has a lot of first-party content the, coming themselves, with of course Starfield, but also Redfall, and so on. We, we and and probably for some motorsport. That's not when you need a uh, Forza Horizon 5 DLC. You need No, you would it right need it in now. the summer. It've been great right for the summer. Right now in the next yeah. couple of 2 n- months or so in in May in in June that's when you need when you need that DLC. Um because then it would generate a lot of buzz and it it kind of would bridge that that gap that they have. So, um for me it's it's more important uh, rather than having um um I don't know, a Lego <laughs> Or, uh, or or I don't know this Xbox crossover or Project Gotham setting or whatever. Okay. I want to know when does it come out? Yeah, um, no, you're right. Because, yeah. yeah,
0: because I've, I I kind of feel they they need it right now. So. Yeah, you know what? Uh, listen, the, the, I I think uh, Boxenberger is onto something, and this is this is not taking a dig at Microsoft. Listen, I I give it to Sony and I give it to Nintendo. I'm going to give it to Xbox because on this on this channel we are truthful and honest. Mm-hmm. And right now, Microsoft is doing some things in the Game Pass uh, realm, which is getting us to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. We've seen a few other uh, big ones in there. Tunic was a day and date drop, which is pretty awesome. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they are kind of losing. Uh, I mean, are, are they losing where no one cares? No. People still love Xbox. It's selling like hotcakes, especially because mm-hmm. you can find a Series S where you can't find a PlayStation 5, digital or physical for that matter. But the bottom line is he's on to something. You cannot load up the last three months of the year and expect that to be good. You need a steady spread flow it out. spread yeah. it out for 12 months and, and i guess that I, I think we're going to start getting that next year but we're not I in agree. Next i year. agree we, i want to we... i want to make that clear i i agree 100 i think that
3: with the uh, the this holiday season with redfall mm-hmm. and forza and especially starfield xbox is gonna stop having these large gaps in 23 yep. um they are packed with games and i would be surprised if they do again an, an all only fall holiday uh, season release uh, uh kind of year um they have too many games to yep. not spread it out across the year I, I truly think that this is gonna be the end of this waiting period that xbox gamers are used to and um but right now uh, they have that uh, that gap um and it, it's all about how do they properly fill it and with with uh, forza horizon 5 being probably the best racing game ever released it would mm-hmm. be a great filler for this gap
0: 100 uh real quick uh, kirby louise drops an additional and very generous ten dollars super and says if if they need an engine capable of rendering beautiful retro driving game graphics 4k 8k 120 frames per second hdr th- th- thousands of mode seven layers and sprite scaling everywhere, I think I know a guy. I, listen, his name is Kirby <laughs> Louise. That's right, absolutely. Bring bring this man in, and let's get that done. But, VJ, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, yep. You know, obviously, uh, in your neck of the woods, where you were originally from, they had Forza Horizon 4, yep. which wasn't one of my favorite places. Uh, I, I thought that what they they just didn't – coming off of 3 – it wasn't as good. And I think that, I think three for me doomed four. I I've spent quite a bit of time in four. And like I said, I thought that the Lego, um, DLC was good. It just wasn't expanded enough on. So what I don't want to see is that happened to Forza horizon five, which on its own merits is one of the best racers ever released. Where do you hope that they take this down?
4: Um, I'm not a sort of a, uh, a concentrated player like uh, some of the panel members. Uh, Look, I, so I can't really offer you a view in terms of um, where they'll take the game. But look, I I played Forza 5 for about a week or 10 days thoroughly, and I enjoyed my time with it. Of course, Halo Infinite, which uh, followed sort of shortly thereafter. And... um, I don't know what DLC will land or when it will arrive or if any was even promised from the outset. I think you guys are m- much more well informed than I am. And personally, I'm not. So that's why, personally, I'm not sort of steadfast in my requirement for any DLC. I, I thought the base game um, set in Mexico was great, but i I think I'm. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned something, boom. And I think I'm. I'm someone who's like a, perhaps a, a light user when or a light Forza player. So mm-hmm. I will engage with Forza again. You know, sort of once it sort of brings the how can I put it, the bright cities and, and quaint districts and many beautiful mm-hmm. regions of, of Japan to, to the fore and, and for us to enjoy. And again, and I know this is sort of uh, inwardly looking, very selfish of me, and I really apologize. <laughs> again, if if uh, PGG, um, you know, have sort of advertised or promised and ideally want to deliver DLC to help sort of prolong the game's engagement, that's completely fine by me, but I would prefer if the pivotal resource at PGG were firmly focused and dedicated to fable and mm-hmm. perhaps, a, and I'm really sorry to take this off on a tangent, but if, um, if perhaps if at some point, you know, during the summer, if there is an event, PGG will sort of peel back a layer of fabric and give us the cheekiest sort of unvarnished glimpse of a, of a what can I say, a welt. And uh, it, it's, it's the fabric at the very top of a frilly uh, lace trim stocking. If you're wondering what a welt is, and um, I think I better stop there, uh, Boom, or I might unwittingly, unwittingly sort of divulge everyone's uh, Victoria's Secret shopping habits. So anyway, back over to you. <laughs> no, 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 listen, I mean, listen you, you, you always bring it, and
0: we always appreciate the opinion. Look, you played Forza for 10 days, and then Halo took over your life. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something to be said. Listen, we, all we want to do is see uh, this game have continued success. And I think that we are going to see that because, well, it's it's an amazing game. It did very Mm -hmm. well uh, when it launched. It it has exceeded numbers unlike anything that we would have ever thought that we could see. Right? Honestly, it's the the amount of people that have played it um, is is nothing short of amazing. So again, it is going to see uh, continued success. It's going to find new players. But I would love for even the uh, casual audience that have never really played a Forza, because this is their Mm -hmm. arcade sim, to do something fun, to do something that they haven't done before. Like I said, uh, selfishly, I would love to see a return to uh to hot wheels but Mm -hmm. everyone has come up with some incredible ideas i the 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 transformers crossover yes freaking please yeah and gi joe which is still my favorite i still collect gi joes by the way it's my favorite toy of all time and it will always remain it's why i became a police officer ladies and gentlemen because of gi joe i know that sounds lame but in 82 stalker was my first gi joe and bazooka and, uh, uh, listen, I mean, uh, zap, I'm sorry, not bazooka zap. Cause, uh, and th- that's what, what led me down the path. I was 12 years old and I was like, man, this whole real American hero thing. I want to save people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wound up doing for 21 years as a police officer for New York city. But let's reel that back in. I want to talk about Chris avaloni for a second. And so if you don't know who he is, well, he has a pretty stacked resume and he obviously, was uh, someone that worked on, he was a developer and writer on Fallout 2, but more importantly, and more relevant to this conversation, New Vegas, Fallout New Vegas, Mm. my favorite Fallout, by leaps and bounds, my favorite Fallout of all time. And he was recently interviewed, and I want to read what he had to say. He says this, when the question is, do you know about New Vegas 2? Come on, tell us now. And he says nothing, uh, except it (laughs) probably wouldn't be called New Vegas 2. And he continues, and he says, I do think any such game would require Bethesda support, even though they are owned by Microsoft. I know people assume that Phil Spencer could simply force Bethesda to do something that's not the pattern from the studio that Microsoft has acquired Mm -hmm. so now the question that I want to pose to the chat to the esteemed panel is does Fallout Vegas Fallout New Vegas 2 need to happen before Fallout 5 and should Microsoft allow Obsidian to develop this game, and not Bethesda, because they were the developers of the original game. Steel, I want to go to you first. I think this is a super easy question. The answer is yes, yes, and yes. Uh, (laughs) I I, I think Fallout 5 is going to be a great game. It's probably going to be running on the new engine from Starfield, so it's going to look and run amazing. But to be honest... Fallout 76 exists. People are playing it. It is a great game. It's a great multiplayer experience. I don't think we need Fallout 5 right now, though I think we need Fallout New Vegas 2. What are your thoughts, sir?
2: Um, For me personally, just to answer the question, like if, if Obsidian should work on it again or if it should this be Bethesda, um, honestly, because it kind of came across to me previously, now I'm going to say this as... I've never been a huge Bethesda fan. I've never been a huge Fallout fan. Um, Those games just don't pull me that way. Um, Though my wife is a huge New Vegas fan. Um, That is her Fallout game. Like, if there's anyone, and she is super excited, anytime um, New Vegas 2 is mentioned, she's like, the ears perk up, and she's like, when? 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 What would you find out? Um, So for me, I would love to see, because it seemed like seemingly they used to be kind of in competition with each other um, in the past that that that's 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 a little known fact that it wasn't (laughs) uh uh it it was a friendly competition
0: of who could do better with the ip
2: exactly and from at least from what i have seen it seems like new vegas hit those notes um and obsidian continuously just with their games continuously reiterate on that um so i know that they have a good dev team over there but let's 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 be real bethesda does also so i think with them being able to come together, um, especially all being under one roof, being able to share ideas, they can create something extremely unique with a new Vegas, too, um, if they want to call it that. Um, I do agree, at least because Fallout 4 didn't get the greatest reception, Fallout 76 was kind of uh, um, that they should to kind of win back some of the audience. Um, again, right, For the biggest examples is like people like my wife um, who love that or at least that specific ip um is to go ahead and make a new vegas too um put all those systems that you had in place the expansiveness and um really just bump your heads together and say okay what can we really do to bring something uh unique to our community um to at least give us some time as we get these other games ramped up um i don't know it's just it's definitely hard to see kind of how they'd want to end up doing that it's interesting to hear them say that oh, i may not necessarily be called new vegas too again they could call it whatever they could call it new london uh, you know what i mean um it would be i would interesting like to, to see, see
3: a new berlin we we have family games that... playing in germany so we, we we gotta vote for new berlin here i like that yeah
2: i'm 100 percent yeah. see and, and that's what i would think that they would want to probably do is take it, because there's so many different places you could take that and also take advantage of different countries, scenery, continents, whatever the case may be, Um, and really expand it out. Uh, so, I mean, I hope it's in development for people that are really loving it and into it, Um, though, I do feel like Bethesda has a lot on their plate right now. So does Obsidian. I mean, we got to still get Outer Worlds too. we got to get Starfield, yeah. so it's just... vowed. we still got to get out around the corner, yeah. so there is just... I feel like it's still gonna be a bit of time away. Fallout five is probably still in development. There might be they might combine them together and say, hey, this is just the new Fallout IP that we're putting out. Could be a mixture of both. And why he's like, ah, I'm not, it's not gonna be New Vegas too. But it's just it could be a go a lot of interesting different ways. So yeah. No,
0: I mean listen, I like what you're putting down. And you know what? Obsidian, they got a lot on their plate. They're doing yeah. a lot yes. of, and, and they still haven't yeah. officially launched grounded. Right, nope. right. We know that it's still an yeah. early access. Supposedly they that's want, happening, and yeah,
3: they want they they literally said that they want to become that publisher yep. that puts out uh, one game per year. Um, mm-hmm. That that's what they what they are that's aiming for, and they want to become. That uh, publisher um, uh, that is on, in the top tier levels of, of mm-hmm. developers worldwide, and listen, the thing is about Obsidian, they can actually do it. They are—I've said yep. this so many times on uh, multiple shows—they are such a well organized and well managed studio. They can pull mm-hmm. it off. They have multiple teams that bring out in. In really a uh, uh, great kids, uh, fantastic games. Now they have even more funding. They have grown the studio. They hired more than hundred new people, according to mm-hmm. Globe. after the acquisition of uh, of uh, by Microsoft, so uh, they have the potential to do that, and mm-hmm. they have the history in knowing what a good Fallout game um, yeah. is. They made the best Fallout game there is, yeah. in my opinion. I love New Vegas, <laughs> Arguably, yeah. and. Um, so if someone can do it they can do it and the thing about Fallout is it is a beloved IP by many and mm-hmm. we won't get a, an a Bethesda Fallout probably this generation. Um this there yep. I said it. They bring out Starfield end of this year. Then they already said they are going to work on Elder Scrolls 6. That's yep. what now another 4 5 years out. So yep. Elder Scrolls 6 will be at the end of this generation. yeah. And then yeah, they need another right. four or five years if they go back to Fallout to make mm-hmm. that. So that's a mid, that, that's probably one or two or three years after the next generation of consoles is going to launch. That's right. when we'll see, we'll see a Bethesda Fallout. And you don't let uh, a beloved um, IP like Fallout sleep that long. I agree, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. And so who else um could make a, another fallout game? There is that they have now so many studios out there, mm-hmm. obviously with Activision Blizzard. Why not give it to someone like them? Uh I'm not saying they shouldn't do it, but having a studio that has multiple teams that love to do RPGs, that mm-hmm. are masters in doing RPGs and that know the franchise already, why mm-hmm. not give it to Obsidian? There's really nothing again uh, speaking against this. So exactly my...
0: you know what I, I what I wanted to find out is what what does the studio currently have? And I just literally uh, as of today's show, right now at three at at, at, at this time in the day, they have two hundred and sixty-eight uh people at that studio, just under three hundred, and they are yeah. hiring, by the way. Yeah. So So and what ha- do they have in the making? We know about the Chos Sawyer uh game, uh yes. Pentiment. Which is, apparently... a, which is again. He talked about that on Twitter. I think he talked about it today. Yeah, today, you, it, you, Actually you, you, today. Dropped, you dropped it in. He says, yeah. Now he's, he's worried about people gonna like his game. <laughs> Listen, Mr. <laughs> Sawyer, we're gonna love your game, just release it. That's <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, that's probably uh, uh, the uh, uh, 2022 release. Yeah, um, I've, I've heard multiple people say that it, it's in the, in the realm of the possible because apparently that game is very. Far advanced already, yep. mm-hmm. and um, not every of the the Obsidian games are these big AAA productions. Yeah, like Crowned. Grounded. Grounded was made by what? I think it was twelve people. Fourteen people made that. Fourteen yeah.
0: people. I so project, there you go.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's a passion project, and the same goes for Pentiment. But then they have that bigger projects so like the About and like a, an Outer Worlds too. And um, that's the thing about uh, what what I mentioned earlier that they are so well managed and not you don't need the same people um, at the same time in a development phase you don't need play yes. that many play testers in the beginning of a development phase you need them in, at the end the and you end don't it, need yeah. them mm-hmm. yeah and you don't need the audio engineers um all the time, and if your studio is handled well, you can easily swap resources, bring people over from
0: this project to this project. Can I can okay. I ask something? Because uh, yeah. you're very technical, and this is why I love. B- by the way, your last video, folks, please, for the love of Joe, sub this man because I, I, I'm not a techie, but he and I say he Boxenberger does these videos. Not only are they cult Eastwood quality, but he explains them in a way that you understand. Go check yeah, it out. Thank my you, question to my question 100%. to you, Boxenberger, is: Yeah, you know they have two hundred and sixty-eight people at that studio at City and Entertainment, but that they could have as equally as as many as that uh, people that are not that, that you know like the contracted work that are yeah. working on all of these out, outside projects like Avowed. Like uh, Outer Worlds too, so there is still room to give this studio uh, the New Vegas uh, IP. So, yeah, listen, you know, go crazy, go make go make New Vegas too. We'll see you when you're done.
3: Yeah, Ab- absolutely. I don't see a reason why it, it shouldn't be possible to do that. Um, give the and the, and it, that doesn't mean that the, the game comes out in twenty four or so. Give them mm-hmm. four five years. Yeah, you know, right. If, if let's, we all assume about it's going to be 23 here. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. we all agree that it's probably next year release. So, Outer Worlds 2, when will that come out? Probably then yeah. 24, maybe yeah. 25. So, why not release another game in 26? And that's New Vegas 2. Um, I I don't see a reason why not. Um, it it all comes down at the end uh, if if the developers actually want to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But we have heard the rumors that they that there are actual active talks about that because the studio still is passionate about the the right. IP
0: uh, IP and the lore and everything. So yeah, I wouldn't write that off. Uh, Josh, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Where do you fall in Fallout New Vegas 2 coming from the original devs in Obsidian?
1: You guys are all talking about Vegas 2. I'm just here wanting Fallout Shelter 2, you know?
4: That's...
3: Josh, let me ask you a question. I Because I asked Boom this, and I didn't get uh, a proper answer. Let me, uh, two shows ago or so fallout shelter was awesome it was a great comp uh, 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 little game that was uh released along with fallout 4 what if they do the same for starfield this year you know Dude. like starfield shelter or something oh, like, that. Awesome. I okay. like that
1: okay yeah
4: how um, do you think i'm down.
1: I'm, down. <laughs> Let's, down I'm 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 yeah i'm all about it like i mean i didn't play a lot of fallout shelter either so i mean i don't you know i just know it was on the switch right so i was that's uh you know it wasn't
3: everything it was on android it was everywhere yeah (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. it'll be the only fallout on switch but um yes give it back to the og developer right i mean it seems like it seems like everybody's hype levels i feel like i don't feel like i get to say a whole lot about this series it's not a series i've ever touched i've never played a single fallout game at Mm -hmm. all right so i don't really feel like i'm qualified to speak too much on it But just listening to the passion that you guys have about it and about the first Vegas game and about Obsidian. I mean, Obsidian is pretty – they're pretty rad, right? The stuff they've put out is pretty solid and, yeah. Like some of the best RPGs on the market come from from uh, Obsidian, they just yeah,
3: they, they literally nail two it? things like no other studio does, and that is first of all story and lore. They have always created fantastic, deep, rich stories and backgrounds and everything. And the second thing is, uh, they nail the RPG mechanics in their games, like how you level up your characters, how loot works and stuff. They always nail that um and so yeah
0: I'm i mean listen it's if it, you've <laughs> noticed I, 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 I no i will say that's a great idea boxenberger uh i i would love to see uh cuz you know you listen this starfield is todd howard's baby right Yeah. This no, is something yeah. he's been working 100%. on for over a decade uh we're going to see I, I, again i i can't wait to see him strut his stuff with his leather jacket uh come out on oh, stage and say this is this is starfield and just silence the world And then what you're going to get is people like, yep, I got to get an Xbox. If you're a PlayStation gamer and you don't have a $5,000 PC, you're going to be like, yep, got to get an Xbox. I I can't wait for that, to be honest with you, because this is a game that is, uh, I mean, right now, it has star competition, right? Obviously, the game of of the generation for me is what I'm playing right now. Uh, Elden Ring is just... I'm not a Souls guy. I've said that a hundred times. And it just, I just cannot get away from this game. And I am at the last well, boss. Um, And uh, I will be Elden Lord by end of week. I'm telling you right now. Um, and then I could probably, but I'm probably going to do New Game Plus. I'm not going to front. I, I'm, I'm going to probably play that <laughs> game again, god damn it. But anyway, uh, let's bring in VJ, And then we have one last topic. I didn't think we were going to get to, but we have some time. And it's, and it's just a general question mm-hmm. regarding certain affinity. And uh, we'll get to that in a second. For you, VJ, where, where does Fallout New Vegas, uh, you know, fall in your favorite of the Fallout's? And should Obsidian be given the reins to make the sequel?
4: Well, it's a, <laughs> a bit of a difficult topic, boom. So I'll, I'll give it a go. I, I don't know if it's going to be right or wrong, but at least it will give you some food for thought. I think, I think when it comes to Fallout. Um, someone of repute, or and uh, not doubtful morals, of course, has to has to first of all sort of champion a, a very good proposal for a potential project, and not in any specific order. That's either Obsidian or Bethesda. I'm not I'm not well versed enough in terms of all the studios that belong to to Xbox in terms of if there are any other ca- candidates. So I apologize for that. So, but first of all, to sort of propose a project is one thing, but to actually go to pre production and get that green lit. That will take some time, and then, and then it'll take time, you know, if that project actually ever gets greenlit, you know, for this through for, for the gating system in terms of, you know, is it is it good enough to go to full production? So there's that side of it, but before that, I think to maintain, and this is something I don't know if it was you, Josh, or, or I still reign, um, but and this is something to do with, you know, to do with, you know, how studios sh- should be run. But so before even that, I think um, uh, to sort of Maintain a sort of a collaborative, together, aligned, sort of egoless, unified yeah. company approach. Exactly. Todd, mm-hmm. Todd would be ha, would have to be. I would. I'm just putting my two cents out there. Ten cents. I'm a bit short on change today. So, um, <laughs> Todd would be. Todd would need to be consulted, and yeah. you would think that he would hold the cards, or at least a considerable vote as to who, what, where, why, and when. So, and anyway, that that aside, I think I think Obsidian. Uh, and again, I think I'm just repeating what other people have said, so I'm just trying to be concise as possible here. I think obsidian have their hands full with two or three key projects um that we know of, including maintaining um, um the an crawling game. So, uh, forgive me, I've forgot what it's called. Um, and um and Bethesda, on um, current current evidence, at least in terms of what we know, are shipping potentially the hugest game, the biggest game in their history, right? this year? Yeah, no doubt about and, and, it.
0: yep, hundred percent
4: and have designs, as far as we know, as, as far as we're publicly aware, uh, have mm-hmm. the designs on then building Elder Scrolls 6, right? And then sort of, so my hesitation is always um, piling on more projects. You're, you're, you're taking the risk of diluting the quality of what any studio, not just these two studios, any studio in the world is working on. And what it eventually does, it can potentially sort of tarnish or, or depreciate to some degree. Uh, what it releases further down the line. Sorry, sorry so for that little um, Elden Ring, um, yeah, little uh, little blip there. So um, no, that's quite all right. We if,
0: appreciate it. And anything Elden Ring, we appreciate. Right there, still rain. I,
4: I, yeah, now one hundred percent. I'm I'm right, right there with you. The, it's the only game I've been playing for the last six weeks, and I think I'm roughly where you are Boone. Yeah. But anyway, I will just stay on topic so if we becomes an Elden Ring <laughs> podcast if, if yeah if, if, quick <laughs> I yeah, just I want to put it day, out
3: there I became Elden Ring last week uh, Elden Lord oh, last Lord. week so there you <laughs> go. hey. yeah. Yeah, yeah
4: it's probably God me um if public the thing is you know again we're talking as gamers and, and from a public perspective and our hope for Vegas 2 or a spiritual, spiritual successor can I call it that to, to New Vegas was to mm-hmm. sort of remotely interfere or impinge on on any level, right, including timing, and we talked about that in terms of Guardians of the Galaxy, et cetera, no matter how insignificant it might seem, um, and we don't know what the Fallout 5 or whatever the next, or whatever the next future derivative our plans are for the ip then i think it's unlikely that we'll see you know fallout vegas 2 or something in that mold or universe um you know before before the release of the next release now if, obviously if there is fallout 5 or 6 whatever the next iteration of the projects is going to be then perhaps you know obsidian or somebody else within the xbox game studios produces uh something that within within that universe i don't know and And, you know, I don't know if somebody, if I overheard or I I misheard somebody, but somebody mentioned like a remake of the original perhaps, but... Again, you know, our Xbox looking at production and, uh, and content and, and, and focused on what will bring in new subscribers and new variants or, or types of subscribers in the future, especially if they want to expand beyond, you know, 100 or 200 million subscribers going forward. And would a re- remake at this specific time and wh- what that implies in terms of resource and talent, et cetera, really benefit them and these two particular studios? So it'll be really, really interesting to see. And I think, I think it's good that we're observing this topic because I think it's, it's, a, it's a worthy one. Uh, for sure because i don't think any of us would um would deny you know um uh, a vegas remake or a vegas tour or whatever uh, ever that, uh, that if anything was to be announced right coming from either of these two studios and uh but it's really difficult to sort of carefully answer um your question boom because it's a, it's a really deep one right and again it's like you know everyone's got well, both eyes, right on Starfield, which is on its way, and and who knows how that might evolve and what stories might be told by by Bethesda or other studios, right? Uh, in terms of how that game pans out as well. So, um, but anyway, either way, we do have a lot to look forward to, look forward to, and be grateful for.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. You know what? What I'm going to do is the last topic. I, I'm I'm just reading through the notes, and I would be very devastated. It took me some time to write it. It's regarding certain affinity. i I, I think I'm going to hold that. I'm going to hold it to probably on th- on okay. uh, on Friday morning breakfast at boom because there's a lot of work that went into the topic, and they're making a Monster Hunter S game, and I just don't yes. want to run through it for the next ten minutes. So what I'm going to do <laughs> is just want to say a big thank you. We had over well over 350 people here on a on a Tuesday afternoon checking out the new episode of of course the Xbox Factor podcast with special guests. Oh special guest Steel Rain and returning member N64 Josh. Let's get to the outros. Uh, real quick, we'll start with our special guest. I steel rain. Listen, uh, how you guys don't have a thousand subs is uh it is a bit of a head scratcher. You guys <laughs> bring so much content to this community, folks. Listen, all you gotta do is hit the subscribe button. And and if and if you if you believe in me. Hashtag Boomstick approved. You gotta take your time to go into the show notes once it's on VOD. Get over to Steel Reigns uh, a page and sub that channel. They do three and four hour shows on a weekly basis, and it's not crap content. It is content that you could be doing shopping. You're like I, I listen to their show. I I start when I'm making breakfast for me and Mrs. Boom, and then of course. Throughout the week, as I'm like Mondays is my big cleaning day. I, I'm I finished listening to it, and it's it's incredible content. You gotta help these guys get to a thousand subs. It's egregious that they're not there yet. Please, for the love of Joe, if you trust me, and I think you do, because there's ten thousand people that subscribe to this channel, and we're closing in on eleven thousand. Hopefully, by end congrats, of the year, congrats. still rain. Please sell your brand. Tell everyone about <laughs> Living Split Screen and where they can subscribe to your channel.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, look again, boom panel. It was an amazing conversation to sit here and have with you guys. Um, again, there's no b- a other better place that I can imagine being, um, Thank than with son. some of the community's finest BJ Boxenberger, uh, N64 Josh, and of course, you, boom, have n- been nothing but a-, a proponent to the community, um, and a pillar, honestly, in Thank my personal opinion. Um, look, like I say on my personal show, a bit split screen, um, which happens every saturday 9 a.m central 10 a.m eastern 3 p.m uk time where also we're a non console centric platform we talk about everything that's going on within the industry and as i like to say we take that rts view pulling yourself out of the world and look at the deeper and darker crevices um of the map and actually see what's going on the potential um that gaming has um for the future um with that also with living split screen and everything again, like boom said, yeah, we go three plus hours, me and Paul, we'll just try to do it as um, authentic as possible. Again, we don't have a lot of time to top it up with each other and go over things. And um, the fact that we're able to bring that content, keep it live, raw, uncut, um, bring the energy. It's such an amazing thing to me. Um, and again, I think that you, a lot of other people would like it too. Again, um, as I like to say, there's no other better place to get your weekend started than there, but um, with that being said, also, if you have a search bar, um, whether it be on Xbox, PlayStation, Google, whatever it is, you can type in I, still Rain, I, the T is a 7. Uh, for those who don't know, it is just Steel Rain. Type it in, you'll find me, hit me up in the DMs, hit me up on Xbox, whatever you may play at, hit me up, um, let's chat, let's get some gaming in, whatever the case. Here recently, it's all about, it's all about that Eldering PvP, um, Con... Right now in Godfall, Tiny is Wonderlands, so many good games to play, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Hopefully there's something out there for you. With that being said, again, like I say, keep it live, Ron uh, Cut. Y'all have a fantastic rest of your day. And uh, again, thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure, brother. And N64, Josh, returning to his seat that he earned each and every week where he was on the Thursday edition. Josh, it's great to have you back, brother. Please, by all means, sell your brand. Tell everyone where they want to learn about Nintendo, where they want to learn about Mario Kart 64 uh, and whatever else you got going on. Where could people subscribe to your YouTube channel and more importantly, reach out to you on social media? I'm everywhere. At N64 Josh, Twitter, TikTok, all
1: the places. You guys can find me there. I've been going live on TikTok every day at 4 p.m. racing nice, to Mario dude. Kart. So if uh, if you guys want to if you want to want to dust off your Switch and play some Mario Kart, we can have an they actually set set it up correctly so we can have an unlimited an, uh, an unlimited amount of participants in our tournament oh, awesome, dude. and it's it's fantastic so i think we had like 300 people race with us last week which was oh just, that's was just dope, dude. so um so yeah come hang out for that i've got the nintendo Powercast, the halo infinite podcast uh I, i'm on so many podcasts it's it's it, the list goes on <laughs> and on and i won't i won't take up too so basically, much basically so. you're
0: another pong soul, is what you're saying <laughs> I,
1: I i i think so yeah i think i think he posted something about being a brother from another mother and i think that is very very true so <laughs> uh so yeah very 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 busy um love building communities love love gaming with people and um so so glad to be back here uh talking xbox you got me it it got me wanting to fire up the xbox and uh you know (laughs) play something a little more a little more than than halo so thanks thanks again and and, if you have xbox
0: game pass there's 500 choices for you to get into and uh guardians of the galaxy tunic and a whole bunch of others We'll keep you straight, and and of course MLB The Show 22, which just launched uh like two weeks ago. So, but it's great. Yeah. Listen, it's great to have you back, Josh. Uh, I love that you're that you're hanging out with us each and every week, and uh, can't wait to bring you back next week. Drawn TJ drops an additional two dollars super chat and says, "Put Fallout in Germany with a more horror aspect." Uh, That's th-
3: why Drawn TJ is the man. There you go. There you go. go. Boxenberg. There you please. go.
0: Uh, you know, but with that said, sell your brand. Tell everyone where they can check out your incredible and very technically understandable videos that you drop each and every week. And where could people check out your podcast, which you'll be having this Thursday, I believe, at 1 p.m. Eastern 2 Standard Time. 2 p.m. Oh, yeah. 2 p.m. There you go. Yeah.
3: um, People can find me basically everywhere on the Boxenburger. And thank you so much for the compliment, Boom. I appreciate it. Yeah, I I put out a few technical uh, tech-focused videos actually lately um, because there has been GDC and we got so many other tech news. And I always try to explain them in understandable words. So I appreciate that that you recognize that. yesterday's video was all about mesh shaders how they work and what they are and and well, why they have the potential to revolutionize graphics so definitely check that out and this thursday i will have the world of gaming um again at 2pm eastern 7pm uk time or 8pm um central europe this week we have a husk from gaming beyond the box um on nice that's That's a good awesome oh yeah yeah he's fantastic i can't wait to chat with him and we have a lot of great topics planned so definitely check that out and otherwise i'm always uh usually on the Midweek Mixer podcast each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Europe, 2 p.m. Eastern or 7 For p.m. Sure. UK time. Uh, also, great gang to hang out with us, uh, 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 to hang out uh, there. Uh, always a great chat. And, yeah, that's basically it. Otherwise,
0: I'm looking forward to be be here back next week. Um, thank you yeah listen it was great to have you, brother and uh, definitely appreciate the points that you bring to each and every show and last and no way least who <laughs> had to have two cups of tea live on the air not one vj welcome back brother it's great to have you please uh, i know that you really don't do the socials but you definitely are on at least one other podcast talk about that and if somebody wanted to reach out to you on social media where could they do that on twitter
4: uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say uh, welcome, Josh, and uh, it was nice to sort of converse with the panel. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great conversation today. And, and thanks to the audience in the chat for being here because it's it, it it actually makes the show. Um, and uh, box and bear, I, I hope you get your Xbox Series X, and I hope it arrives home oh, thank you. back home safely with a with perhaps a few cheeky goodies. Uh, courtesy of Phil Spencer. Absolutely, <laughs> there
0: should be dead cheeky goodies awesome. in there. One hundred
4: percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, um, and again um thanks for having me on on the on the show boom it's been almost two years boom I think in, a, in about June it's going to be about two years two up, years yes yesterday. right absolutely so uh, but again um, thanks for everything boom and and the panel and etc and uh, see you all next week hopefully yeah yeah. Thank you. Well,
0: absolutely. And of course, don't forget to tune in this Friday morning. Uh, it's Breakfast at Boom as usual, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But Mrs. Boomstick and I are giving $300 worth of Bags. digital goodies away. It's our Easter celebration that we do each and every year. And uh, we're giving four $50 gift cards to your choice. xbox playstation or nintendo and four 25 gift cards again your choice where do you want it and you all you have to do is uh you know let us know we're going to announce those winners live on the air uh and um all you got to do to win is be in the chat if you are a channel member you get an extra entry uh, if you drop a super chat you get an extra entry so uh it's just our way of giving back and of course i want to say a big thank you to all the super chats that continue to come in because it's because of those super chats that we are allowed to do these giveaways so a big thank you to everyone and of course i'm going to close out the show with something that is important to me hopefully one day it'll be important to you and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids and he said son treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.